we celebrate this last Sunday of the year together and prepare to go into a new year, I want to share with you what God has given as our vision, our theme for the new year. I'm going to be reading from 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. The word of the Lord says, He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. And our theme this year is called. Our ushers are handing out some things to you right now, a newsletter of sorts and a postcard. What I'd like for you to do is when you get the postcard, I'd like for you to put it in your Bible. If you don't have your Bible with you today, then put it in your pocket, purse, whatever, take it home, put it in your Bible because we're reading the Bible chronologically in 2022. Use this as your bookmark. It has called right across the front of it. It has the Church of Omaha 2022 vision across the top and then the verse I just read on the bottom to remind you that God is faithful to what he's going to do and he's called us. And because he's faithful, we know he can't lie or fail. We're going to do our part to reciprocate and be faithful to him. But I want you to notice as you can look up on the screen and you see the word all sort of superimposed within the word called. It's a different font. I do want to give a shout out to Brother Connor using his expertise to design this for us. Did a great job. Amen. But I share with him my heartbeat and vision and this is what he put together and I, I feel like it captures the essence of what God showed me. That all are called. Earlier this year, I was in North Platte, Nebraska for an ordination service. The preacher preaching that night included this word called in his title. I do not remember the whole title. But the word called stood out to me. And I saw the word all superimposed within the word called as he was preaching. As I listened to the message that night, God continued to confirm that this was to be our 2022 vision at the Church of Omaha. God calls us to connect, grow, serve, and lead. He calls each of us to be saints, holy, and to make disciples of all nations. Those are the universal calls of God. All of us are called to do that. Now, some of us have a unique call. What I mean by that is I'm called to preach. I'm called to pastor. That's a unique call. And others have that. And it doesn't mean if you don't have that, you're not called. But the way you can discover that call is doing what Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 says to do, which whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. In other words, if you see that there's a need, you can help out. And in possibly in helping out, you'll begin to get a burden and a love for such a thing. I can name a couple of people. I won't name them personally, but unnamed persons who stepped into helping out in a particular ministry this year and have since told me they now love it and feel uh, uh, connected to it. And so that's what I mean by the unique call. Not all of us are going to feel uniquely connected to want to go teach a Sunday school class. We just, we're not going to relate to the children, but some are. So that's what I mean by a unique call. Some of us are uniquely called to prayer. Now, I get all of us in a general sense are called to pray, but there's some of us who God uses especially in intercession and, and other types of prayer, so God may uniquely call you to that. 
Does that make sense? So if you hear me saying that, don't think unless you hear an audible voice you can't do anything. That's not what that means. Because all of us can be a part of the call. The verse that I use today is, He who calls you is faithful, surely he will do it. God is so faithful that he cannot deny himself. We know this from 2 Timothy 2.13. That means even if we are unfaithful, he will remain loyal to his immutable character. He will perform his perfect will, accomplishing his desire in the world. So therefore, we must align ourselves with his word and commit ourselves to his calling. He will indeed perform his will. Nothing can hinder him from doing it because scripture cannot be broken. He cannot lie. And what he has set forth by his word will come to pass. Ours is to be a part of the fulfillment of God's prophetic word. So all of us are called uniquely and universally. Will you answer it obediently? I want you to look on the back of your handout there. You'll notice our 2022 visionary goals for this year. We will pray every day. I'm not putting a time limit on it. If you tell me you've prayed, if, if, if praying 10 or 15 or 20 minutes is difficult for you, but you can pray at least five or six or seven, I'd rather you pray every day than to try to commit to praying an hour and fail. I'd rather you successfully pray five or 10 minutes a day and do it 365 days in 2022. Because I promise you, after just a few days, it probably just won't be five or 10. I got a feeling it'll be 11 or 12 and 13 or 14, and you know, it'll grow because you'll grow in your relationship with God. But we're going to pray every day. We're going to reach 50 new people, and you'll see how in just a minute. We're going to fast at least one day a week. I'm asking everybody to do what you can to sacrifice and fast at least one day a week. We do have other fasting times. You'll see on the calendar, amen, and, and we'll be talking about that a little bit. I think uh, Pastor Trevor may have mentioned that already about the calendar, and if you want one, we can get you one in paper copy or digitally. It's also going to be hanging on our uh, clipboards in the admin wing. We will teach 50 people a Bible study. That's how we're going to reach 50 new people. Amen. How many we taught this year, Pastor Trevor? And last year was 66. So uh, what's that, uh, 90 in the last two years? 90 in the last two years. I believe we could do 50 this year. Amen. Praise God. We will lovingly welcome prodigals home. We're not going to be like the older brother and complain because the younger brother is getting a fatted calf. Amen. We're going to be like the father and run to meet the prodigals when they get home. We're going to be like the servants who had the shoes and the sandals and the robe and the ring. We're going to be like the other servants who killed the fatted calf and welcome prodigals home. We will witness 50 people born again. Well, if we're going to reach 50 new people, I believe they're going to be born again this year. Amen? Amen. Praise God. We're going to read the Bible together chronologically. Many of you are already in the Version app. It starts on January 1st. If you're not in that, text me. I'll, I'll invite you. Make sure you're, you've got an invite. Uh, also, we're going to have it on the calendar. You'll have one side. It will be all the events. On the other side, it will be the Bible reading for that day. And again, you can either get that digitally uh, I'm, I'm going to e email a PDF if you want it that way or, or text you a PDF, whatever. But you can follow along. Some of you have bought chronological Bibles that you're going to use this year, and that's a great idea as well. And then finally, we will give cheerfully, faithfully, and sacrificially. 
The final numbers are not in, but this year we've given more to missions than we ever have before. Somewhere around $65,000 total to missions this year from our church. Amen. I think that's pretty awesome. Amen. Praise God. And we're going to continue to see that because we're going to continue to be faithful in our giving. Amen. Praise God. Just a side note real quick, I want to tell you, uh, the roof will be getting done. We've been praying for that. We've been believing for that. And so hopefully in the winter, if not, definitely by spring, the roof will be getting done. So praise God. Amen. And that's just the beginning of what's going to happen. Hallelujah. What all being called means is this. It's, it's that we each answer the call personally. Ask yourself this way, am I connecting with God daily? Am I growing in faith daily? Am I serving others daily? Am I leading by example daily? Let's just briefly look at each one of those real quick here. Connecting with God. Am I praying? Am I fasting? Am I studying? Am I I doing those things that will connect me with God? Am I growing in faith? Am I I looking at where I am this year and saying I'm going to be better next year? You've heard me say this before. Some people uh, say, well, I've lived for God 30 years. Well, really what they've got is a one-year experience repeated 30 times. Are you growing? Hebrews says let us go on unto perfection. Are you able to look back and say I was there last year, I'm here this year? I'm not talking, if this was a graph, I'm not talking about like this. I'm talking about that steady Growth like this, okay? I, I get worried when people do this because they can just as easily do this. But if I see somebody do this and have a little hiccup and then they do this, a little hiccup again and then do this, that to me is a, a successful pattern. Are you serving others? You know, some of the simple way to serve others is this. We have, we have some cleaning crews, and thank you to all that helped clean the church Amen. If you want to get signed up on that, see me. We'll get you signed up. Amen. We can always use more help. But, but don't just leave a piece of trash on the floor because the cleaning crew is going to do it. You can serve others by picking up a piece of trash. See, serving others is not just waiting to go through elements and then sign up to teach a Sunday school class. Serving others can just be something. You know, serving others can be, hey, can I bring some snacks and help out the kids? You know what I mean? There's a lot of things you can do to serve others. Leading by example, well, that encompasses all of it. But are you doing these things daily? You see, God calls us to be saints. And we see that in Romans 1, 7 and 1 Corinthians 1, 2. We're called to be saints. Not members. Saints. You know what the difference between a saint and a member is? It's the same thing of being a member of a gym. There's people that are members of a gym, but they never go. But a saint is committed Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We're called. Ephesians 4, 1, I therefore the prison of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are. Walk worthy. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 2, 12, similar, that you would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Verse, uh, Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you are in one body. Amen. 
You've heard me use team references before. You know, if, if today some football team decides to only put their quarterback on the field and not the other ten players on the offense, he is going to get cremated. <laughs> right? You've got to have a team effort. And it's not just offense. You've got to have a defense. And it's not just defense. You also have to have special teams. And then you have to have a bench. We're building teams at the Church of Omaha. Amen. Got young people telling me. One young man came out today. I got a drum set for Christmas. I said, good. I'll, I'll give you some lessons. And, and then he just, he, Isaac, he burst my bubble. He goes, you know how to play? I'm like, for real? Do I know how to play? Well, let me teach you. But you know what? It, it's, it's this mindset of building for the future. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. We're called into one body. Amen. In Revelation 17, 14, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Our theme this year, our vision this year is called. All of us are called. Pastor Lucas, you'd get ready. All of us are called. I want you to take your postcard out, if you would, just for a minute. Remember a couple years ago we did the 7 by 7 we would hold our cards up and pray. I want you just to hold that out in your hand, if you would, for just a moment. And we're going to pray that God would use us this year to be called. Amen. And again, put these in your Bibles when you're done. Keep them. Amen. We've also got some notepads that will be out on by the offering plates and out on the information booth. Also will say called in this verse. So if you happen to lose this, grab a note. You know, peel off a couple pages of that notepaper. But God, this year in Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, that you would use us mightily for your kingdom. We pray, Lord, that you would use us mightily in every effort as we answer the call to be called. God, use us this year, Lord, to answer obediently and to fulfill what you've called us to do, Lord. I pray that we would see these 50 filled with your Holy Spirit, baptized in your name, and more. God, I pray that you would do exceeding abundantly, above all that we ask or think, uh, amen. If you believe it, if you're going to be a part of it, would you shout amen? amen. In Jesus' name. And Well, church, called. All are called. All are called. Now, I know we're sitting here, it's 1210, and Christmas has rolled by. I will not keep you very long. Um, will not keep you very long at all. But I do just want to talk to you just briefly. And I'll have you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20 in verse 6. And it says, And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And they say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. And he saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. Lord Jesus, speak into our lives. God, as you have called this church, Lord, Lord, I ask you, Jesus, to pull on that call, to pull on the hearts. And Jesus, help us to see what it is that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All are called. I want to talk to you about the master is in the market. The master is in the market. And in this story, it takes place in Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Cover it. 
The, uh, uh, it starts out in verse 1 and it compares to the kingdom of heaven, but it says, the kingdom of, for the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder. When you compare that to verse 8, it says, so even when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard. And I see that the householder becomes Lord of the vineyard. I thought on that this morning, and you know, that's what God is like in our lives. We start out and we see God as, as our, our Father and in that tender one and that person in our life that's, that's loving us and taking care of us and holding us and comforting us and, and the one that you prayed to when you were a little child and your parents would sit down with you and maybe some of you prayed, now I lay me down to sleep. And, 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 and He was that close comforting Father or that, if I could say that, householder. But then we see that He's Lord of the vineyard. And I see someone that is with great authority and powerful and, and a ruler and somebody who has riches and wealth and dominion. And, and that's who God is in our life. And there is nothing that can stand against Him. No nation can rise up against Him. There's no devil in hell that can stand against God. And there is no problem in your life that can stand up against God. And so we see the Master also comes. And we find Him coming to the marketplace. And I look out across the church of Omaha today, and I see the marketplace. I see a number of people that are workers, and they've shown up to the marketplace. So if you went over to Israel, you would see even today, I believe at least from some of my readings, that you could go to the, a certain gate and you would find a bunch of guys standing around, and they're waiting for somebody to show up to say, hey, I need someone to come work. You know, it's kind of like works temporary, whatever, right? Uh, um, I need a job today, and I'm desperate. Think about all the people that were working that day that already had a job to show up to. But then there were some folks that had prepared themselves. They have trained themselves, and they're over there, and they're like, I have a career, I have something I can do, but I don't have a place to do it. Maybe I don't want to compare that to the Church of Omaha. <laughs> but I don't have a place to do it. And they're standing there. And what you would have is maybe a, a foreman would come over and say, okay, hey, hey, I need five guys. And, and, and perhaps early that morning, the foreman or the uh, if I could even go as high as the CEO of the company, but surely he wouldn't show up at the marketplace, sat down with the, the, the owner. And the owner said, you know, it's that time of year. We have some jobs to do. We need some people to work in the vineyard. So I trust you. You're running the company. You go, go get some people. Let's, let's get this job done today. But that's not who you see showing up in the marketplace. Who you see show up is the Lord of the vineyard. Why did the Lord of the vineyard show up at the marketplace? Why not the, the CEO or take a step down? Why not the, the uh, crew chief show up that day? Uh, why was it the Lord of the vineyard? Yes, he needed workers in the field. Yes, they had a crop to bring in. But he didn't just show up at 6 a.m. He showed up at 9 a.m. Oh, let me just back up to that 6 a.m. At 6 a.m. he came and he said, hey, Hey, would you, would you like to work for me today? You two want to work for me today? They're not very enthusiastic at all. Help our future. 
You guys will be just fine. You'll be just fine. And he said, I'll pay you a day's wages. A day's wages. The King James Version translates that to a penny. I am thankful that that is not the translation for my life today. That's not a day's wages. We would have some problems. No bills would get paid. So he said, I'll give you a day's wages. And they said, that sounds great. But then he shows up at 9 o'clock. And he finds some other ones. And he says, hey, hey, what are you doing? Do you, do you want to work? Okay, good, good. We had a good head nod. Um, yeah, I want to work. Okay, I'll pay you what, what's reasonable, what you should be paid. And then he shows up at noon. And do you want to work? Yeah, all right, come on. Uh, and, and then he shows up at, at 3 o'clock. And do you want to work? Hey, uh, there's some people here. And he finds people. Yeah. Why was the Lord of the vineyard there at 3 o'clock? And then why did he show up at 5 o'clock? The day's almost over. But even at 5 o'clock, he says, do you want to work? Oh, why are you here? Why are you idle? Why are you hanging about? And they said, because nobody would use me. There wasn't anybody that would use me. And he says, come. Come, I'll use you. Oh, I'll give you what you're worth. Go ahead, get into the vineyard. And so you can read the story. And he puts them in the vineyard. And then when the day's over, and these people that really didn't get there at all to do much, he starts to pay them first. And you know what he gives them? A day's wages. He starts out and he says, here's your day's wages. And he starts at the back. And he starts to head back towards the people who had worked all day. You know, if he didn't want to have an issue, what he would have done is he'd have started with the first people. And he'd have said, here's your day's wages. Why? Because you guys worked all day. And you don't want to know that these people get paid the same as you. You know, it was good to get paid all day. You know, they talk about happiness. And they say happiness is sometimes tied a little bit to who you live by. So when you live by people who don't have much and then you get a little bit of money, I hope none of you do this, you're like, I'm pretty good. Then you move into the neighborhood where they have all the like huge houses and fancy Christmas lights. I did not put it on any this year. Um, neighbors did, though. Um, and uh, somebody paid to have lights put on their house. Not me. And, and then suddenly you look around and you're like, oh, I'm not, do I quite have as much? You were great to get paid a day's wages, but when you saw what someone else got, you're like, wait a second, that's not fair. So he started down there to teach a lesson, and he paid them a day's wages. And then he comes over and he pays a day's wages. And he pays a day's wages. And he pays a day's wages. Why did he pay a day's wages? He said, I'll pay you what's just. I'll pay you what you're worth. I'll pay you what it means to me to have you not idle, but working in the field. And I don't care if you started out at the beginning or you wrap this up at the end. You matter to me as much right now as you did at the beginning. You're all valuable oh hallelujah oh I'll throw this out there some of you have said life has passed me by oh where's the fairness in life oh you I tell my kids you know don't worry about the fair Alicia says it's in Lincoln and and they're like what well, fair, fair that's not fair no 
No, you say, life has passed me by. Why did they get the blessing? Why did they get the anointing? Why did they get to be over here? Oh, I've, years have gone by. But your heavenly Father looks down and He says, some of you seem to have nothing come your way. But I find you worth it. And I'm going to pour out my Spirit on you and use you in ways you never thought imaginable. It doesn't matter where you started. It doesn't matter if you're that little girl who was called to bear Jesus and to carry Jesus, Mary. And you think, wow, she must be somebody special. Or you're not Peter who stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached so mightily. Oh, you look at those folks and you think, wow, they're so great. And you talked about this recently. And then you find a little boy who has a lunch and we don't even know his name. And it feeds 5,000. And Peter over there must have been like, I've traveled with him all these years. And Jesus is like, mm-hmm, look at this little boy's lunch. Look what we can do with that. Look what we can do with a fish. Oh, oh, look what we can do, what I'm going to do with you. And so the master, he comes to the market. And as he begins to pay, he begins to wrap up and... And the master, the owner, the Lord of the vineyard, he begins to pay because you're worth it. You're worth it. You know, I find all the people that he called out to work in the vineyard had to be people who could work in a vineyard. They, they, they could do the job. They, they were equipped for it. But they didn't have a place to do it. When I have looked out the last several months, I might have even driven Alicia a little bit crazy with some of my talk around the house. I have brought up name after name after name after name after name. The other day, uh, uh, I talked to Trevor quite, quite a bit. We probably were at a point in the day where we shouldn't have been talking. Um, and, and we were talking about this one and this one and what God's doing. And then I texted with Bishop just a little bit later. And what do I see in this church? I see a boatload of people greater than any other time that's standing. And I don't mean you're just waiting for a job, but you're fully equipped to go out and work in the vineyard. You're hungry to work in the vineyard. Oh, this isn't just some little thing where you're like, well, you know, normally I live life over here, but I think I could help you out today. No, you're like Jesus. You know, really, you're everything in my life. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I've served you, God. But do you have a place for me? Is there somebody I can reach? Is there somebody that I can, can change, God? Oh, I'm not no famous name on a moniker someplace. Nobody's tuning into the television to watch me preach. But is there something I can do? And the Lord of the vineyard says, all are called. I have called you. You are equipped. You are brought in for this purpose and for this time. The master of the house. Oh, he looks out and he says, I can use you. I want to use you. I'm desperate for nobody to remain idle. I want you to work in my vineyard. Oh, is there somebody out here? Can we go ahead and close our eyes and raise our hands? Tell Jesus, I want to work in your vineyard. Oh, God, I babarito sare ambara shandara lakaya. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Could we go ahead and stand to our feet? There's a number of things I could talk about today and things that I could cover. But that's not where I want to go. You see, this, this parable, the Lord of the Vineyard, I get all wrapped up about him trying to teach a lesson about the first shall be called, last shall be called first and the first last. Even the footnote in the bottom of my apostolic study Bible, it tells me, oh, this is about the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Let me tell you who it, I see first about. It's your master. It's your savior. And he's looking out at you. He, he said the fields are ripe and ready to harvest. He's looking out at the fields. Yes, he needs workers in the fields. But he wants you. And so he shows up throughout the day. He doesn't delegate it to somebody else. He doesn't even delegate it to me, Bishop. He himself is showing up. And he's saying, I want to use you. Why are you idle here? And you're like, because of a life and this situation and that. And, and, and he's like, you don't need to worry and feel embarrassed and think there was no point or purpose. I've got a use for you. Jesus. And you're worth a day's wages. Jesus. Go ahead, talk to him. You're worth the day's wages. I don't care if your life was addled by drugs, if your home life fell apart, if everything fell down around you. I'm telling you today, oh God is saying, I'm the master of the vineyard. I shed my blood on Calvary. You're worth it and you're called. I have a place for you. I have a place for you. In 2022, all are called. And there's a special place for you. Go ahead and lift your hands up and begin to talk to Jesus. Oh, we're going to bring this service to a close. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, you have put gifts. You have put abilities. And you have put, oh, God, purposes in people's lives. But Lord Jesus, most of all, you have called them. Oh God, and you equip whom you call. Oh Lord Jesus, you called them on purpose. You called them for such a time as this. Oh, go ahead, answer his call today. God's not looking for you to lose sleep around the clock. He's not looking for you to take a week and do some extraordinary effort. He's just wanting you to realign what you've always desired. You see, all those guys were at the market or at the, the marketplace waiting for a job. And they were just saying, what I need to be doing is working for you. And what do we need to be doing today? First and foremost, working for Jesus. This list of stuff here, I know Bishop talked about what can you sacrifice in your life. Fasting one day a week isn't some, I don't want to put it all down. Fasting something or an entire day or however you do your fast, that's not sacrifice. That's just realigning with the king. And, 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 I, and I'm not changing what you're saying there exactly, Bishop, but I'm, 
Praying every day is just entering into relationship. Reading His words is getting love notes from heaven. That's just in relationship. You've given to Him because He gave all to you. So in this year of 2022, we're all are called. Just go ahead and take those steps to realign yourself to go to the vineyard. Because the master of the vineyard has called you. He's purposed you. So read your Bible. Make a place to pray. Set aside some things at the table. Tell somebody about Jesus. And then you can step back and witness the great and wondrous works of God as He takes the loaf of bread in your hands and He multiplies it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God.